The Small Business Show, episode 173 for Wednesday, May 30th, 2018. And welcome to the Small Business Show here at businessshow.co, the show by, for, and about BFA, small business. Here <laughs> in Durham, New Hampshire, I'm Dave Hamilton. And in Lafayette, California, I'm Shannon Jean. It's it's not BFF, it's BFA. BFA, like by, for, and about. Yeah, That's it. By, yeah, for, and about. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. How are, how are you doing, sir? Things are good. It's busy, which I always say, but you know, it's just uh, crazy and summer's coming up, which means invariably I've got, you know, family travels and, and other things that interrupt the schedule. Um, but that's okay. You know, it just, yeah. it, it adds it. I, um, the month of May, even though I had lots going on, uh, it was the first month in a while where I felt like I've had focus time to just really work. And I guess that's true about April too, but May it really started to pay off. We've put a lot of systems in place, you know. Nice. We've, that's we've, great. Yeah. Um we made actually some some pretty significant changes to the way we look at what we do. And it oh. it it I only realized they were significant in retrospect. It, you know So what what yeah that's interesting. What prompted you to uh to to have to look at those systems and, you know, how things were working and make changes. Yeah. Part of it was, um, part of it was just sort of the organic process of, of being mindful about what we do, you, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh, and then 2017 was kind of a weird year for us. We, we did some great things, but it also wasn't awesome, uh, in terms of like overall cash flow and, and, uh, and sales. It wasn't our best year. In fact, it was our worst year in a, in a little while. And so, you know, we were it, that that brought up some some awareness of okay, like we got to make some changes, and um, right. we did we we did make some staffing changes and that sort of thing, and uh, and and it it um, I, so I think all of those things combined kind of got us in a we were in a we were in a more goals oriented mindset than I had realized. Ah, um, we had yeah. systems in place, but it seemed like we had begun to prioritize goals more, than, more than we should have. And we basically just sort of wiped, we wiped that out of our thinking and really just got into it. Like, okay, it, you know, we started really focusing on honing our systems and because we had to, you know, there were, there was, because we had some changes, it was like, all right, it's all about systems. Now it's not about like goals. We're just got to make sure the ship keeps running and there's these things that other people need to pick up or we need to move around. And because of that, um, you know, we just focused on that. And, and so it wasn't sure. so much about, you know, monthly sales goals or even quarterly sales goals and things like that. Obviously we were paying attention to it in a sense, paying attention to it more than we had in a long time, but not in a, we need to beat records or any of that. It's just like, okay, what's, what's coming in, what's going out. Okay. Very functionally, uh, it's functional awareness as opposed to, yeah. You know, just like, uh, you know, ring the bell sales board awareness. And uh, because I was going to say in spite of that, but it, it's not. It's because of that. May was and we're not. Oh, it's not over. Um, but May is the best month we've had. If I take December's out of it, because December's people always come in and like buy for a full year or whatever. Yeah. You know, um, but if I take December's out of it, May's the best month we've had in four years. 
Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and I, you know, for those of you who haven't heard us talk about it before, we're, when Dave's talking about too much focus on goals versus systems, we're referring to uh, Scott Adams, who, you know, wrote a book called How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Succeed. And his philosophy is that goals are not the way to drive yourself, your business or whatever. It's much, much more important to develop systems that you can adjust over time and uh, uh, you get you know, success all along the way instead of this carrot out at the end that you don't have any success until you achieve it, you know? So it's, yeah. uh, and uh, it's interesting because last week I, I just, I mean, I, I'm again, I'm always looking at it, but last week was when I realized, Oh wow. Like May's going really well. And I realized, Oh, okay. Well, we beat last May for sure. You know, we beat this. Okay. We're ahead of where we were at, you know, end of May last year by May 15th of this year. Way ahead, actually. And, you know, that's when I started sort of looking. I took, you know, I, I allowed myself the, um, you know, kind of the, I don't know, the, the, the indiscretion of, of, you know, allowing myself to look backwards and say, oh, look at this. We beat this and we beat this and that's good. But it's like we just keep focusing on the future. And I even, you know, told everybody here, it's like, well, it's great that. Like, this is cool that we've beat all these things. And I'm going to tell you that we've beat all these things. But and there is, you know, I, at any time you beat one goal, there's the next one that you can find. <laughs> of course. Right. Of but, course. And that's important yeah. to do because otherwise you stop. It, sure. You know, and and so that's I, why I, the system thing is so great, because it keeps you correct. just keep the cycle, the cycle going. And it's not like, oh, now what? You know, now, we hit the now goal. What? No, right. And so yeah, every time yeah. we would hit some goal that I found, you know, it was like, OK, well, and then here's the next one. And I did put kind of a uh, middle of last week, you know, as the end of the month is coming, you know, we're a week away. Uh, I said, whoa, whoa. But so there is this next goal that we could hit that would beat, you know, something that's like a, a, a six year thing or whatever. Uh-huh. But I said, don't worry about it. Like if it happens, that's great. But, w- you know, we are way ahead of where we were no matter what, because we've got the momentum going and don't yes. rush to get, you know, that order that might come in on June 4th. Don't worry about getting that in on May 31st. Like don't spend all your time worrying about that. If it's going to happen anyway, yeah, like, that's right. I, it, it's, it's a matter of a couple days. Just keep the system going, just feed the system and yep. keep it going. It doesn't matter. It, you know, the, the, the four days isn't going to make, or break anything. It's a, it's a stupid thing to look at a goal that way. Right. You know, and that's right. Fudge that's the exactly numbers right. And it, no. like, you know, sometimes for morale's purposes, you need that, but we've already been just, just shattering things. And so it's like, okay, we don't like this. No longer is this relevant from a morale standpoint. Like it, we've proven that the systems are doing well for us. Just go with the system. It's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. So no, it's great. Yeah. And, and I think then, you know, we'll put a link in the show notes to, to for folks to uh, learn a little bit more about this process. But that the systems mentality, you know, allows you to, to really break through what, you know, maybe artificial goals that you've set out there and to, you know, keep spinning off uh, further success and using the system that you, you know, keep going. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I like what you said there about, you know, the systems let you break through. You said break through your own goals that you set. And that's so true. We are the we are the ones that limit our abilities and and goals are the way to do that. Right. If you say I need to hit this thing and even as lofty as it is, if you hit it, then what? 
Yeah, I had. I'll never forget. Yeah, I had a buddy of mine, and his dad was a pretty successful engineer, and I can remember him talking about. You know, I, I set this goal. I always wanted to have. You know, my my life by the time I retired, I wanted a million dollars. You know, in investments or whatever. Sure. And I remember him saying, you know, uh, my buddy asking him, he's like, oh, you know, well, did you reach it? And was it great? And he goes, I did. He goes, but then I, I realized I should have set it for two million. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, right. and so that really drives it home. It's like, wow, if you have this system of rather than setting a goal, oh, I'm going to put a million dollars in the bank by the time I retire or whatever arbitrary date you pick, uh, you're rather I'm going to develop a system to build wealth. Yes. And then, you know, refining the system over time and and taking small successes as they happen really propels you and develops this kind of circular uh, system that really, in the case of wealth uh, things, can kick off lots more wealth than you ever thought that, yep. that it could. So it's a really great way to do it. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. It's been really interesting. And again, it only sort of I just noticed it in retrospect as I was kind of looking, you know, I've got spreadsheets and stuff that uh, that I track with our numbers. I was like, wow, OK, huh, that's interesting. And But it's easy to get caught up in it. Right. We're like, yeah, oh, cool. I want to hit this goal. Like, that's cool. And it, and it is nice to have a carrot or something. Yes. Uh, but it's nice when the carrot and, and that's what happened in this case. When the carrot simply appeared, we didn't even know we were chasing it, right? We oh, were just, yeah, that's good. We were just, you know, to, to take the analogy further, we were just, you know, planting the seeds and, and hoeing the field like we know we're supposed to. <laughs> and suddenly right. there's the carrot. But the carrot wasn't why we, I mean, yes, it's why we were doing it, but we weren't waiting for the carrot. The carrot was not the thing we were after. It was just like, yeah, just, is this the best system it's we can? It's a byproduct. Yeah, it's yeah. a byproduct of doing it yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think you can have certainly as you develop these systems for your business uh, it, that you can set benchmarks along the way. Yes, to to because that's how you're going to kind of test test the system to see if it's working or if you need to make some adjustments, you right. know, here and there to uh, to get the the result that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, that's really for cool. Sure. Yeah, it's hard. Right. You, you need those things and, and, and call them goals, call them benchmarks, call them whatever. You, you definitely need, you know, things that, like you said, you can test against the system, yep. but, but you just want to stay focused on the system. So it's, it was yeah, an and, interesting and, week for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And I think with, with employees, especially your contractors, whoever you're using, yeah. um, you know, they're always used to, and I think they have a little weariness about, okay, I got this goal set, but boy, once I tackle, they're just going to set another one that's higher, whether it's a sales, you know, number or whatever. And I talk to folks that, you know, work in corporate sales a lot and they always hear that. Yeah. You know, I made my numbers this last year and now this year they increased it by 20% and da, 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 uh, you know, but if you, if you really use this system concept, you can get rid of that mentality because, uh, you know, you sure you set some benchmarks, but the process is just to keep refining the system and seeing the success that comes, you know, from using it. Yeah. Rather than and that goal that you're just going to keep, you know, you're going to just going to keep lifting the carrot higher and higher and higher. Yeah, that's it. Know? And I, it, it, this is completely my fault for letting this happen because when we started the business and for a long time, we were very much systems focused. That's it. Like, that's all we cared about. And the money just showed up. I mean, you know, again, we paid yeah, attention to the money, yeah. but it wasn't yeah. about that. And uh, and and then we we lost that focus for a, for a little while. 
And it's nice to, to regain that, you know, we, we lost the focus on systems and really, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't intentional, but in a sense it kind of was, I mean, it, I saw it happening. It was like, Oh, maybe this is a good way to do things. No, no, it's not. It's not, even though it's the traditional way, like that's the problem is, you know, you get somebody that says, Oh no, this is the way it's done. Okay. But no, no, trust, trust what actually works for you and your business. You know, your business is not that business. So. That's right. You can, you can test it. And and what I love about this is because this, we didn't have this plan to discuss at all. We have an entirely different topic today, but I think it, goes to uh, some of the points we were making last week when we did the you know the tools and things we used and I, and I, and I believe we talked about uh, free time giving yourself time to to think and to you know let your mind take it wherever it's going to go well this yeah. is just like this conversation right. is bringing it up and then getting to revisit this you know critically important topic and and being able to you know look at your small business and okay what are we what are we doing are we, are, you know we're selling widgets uh you know what do we have how many we're going to sell well why limit yourself to that rather you know create that system that just constantly accelerates the sell through of widgets or you could do the same with customer service you know well yeah. i i you know we want to have a return rate of no more than x well Rather than just focusing on that, you know, create this system that has, how do we minimize returns or complaints or whatever it is that you're measuring uh, using that systems process really can pay off. And if you're already using it, we would certainly love to hear about it. Uh, email us at feedback at businessshow.co or talk to us in the uh, small business support group at businessshow.co slash Facebook. Yeah. Great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very cool. That's good. So, hey, let's talk about today. I wanted to talk about some data and some stuff. I think everybody's probably been seeing lots of emails uh, in their inbox from companies and uh, news organizations saying, you know, we've updated our privacy policy or this has changed, that kind of stuff. And and I would say that most of that is a result of the new, uh, the EU general data protection regulation, GDPR. Uh, Have you been seeing those emails, Dave? (laughs) I think I've gotten one of them. Yes, Shannon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think so. Everybody who gets a newsletter, who goes on a website and signs up and agrees to take cookies. I mean, my, my inbox has just been flooded with them. Flooded. So I thought we would yeah. take a few minutes here today and talk about the GDPR and, you know, if it does your small business need to be concerned about it and to be concerned about data security. And, and I would say, you know, we... I think you do need to be concerned about it uh, in in a number of different ways. And I thought we'd chat about it today. Sounds like a plan, man. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And, you know, I will remind everyone, most of our listeners are actually here in the U.S., just like Shannon and I are. But um, not everyone is. And so, you know, the things that we talk about here are certainly going to be from a U.S. business perspective on the GDPR so, yeah, right. if, if, if you've got a different perspective and, and something that we don't cover here, please, please, you know, use those those links. Yeah, to, we'd love to, to hear from you. I know notes. we had a yeah. UK uh, a listener in the UK point out a few things uh, in yeah. the small business support group this week. So, yeah, there's certainly some people listening over there, um, which is great. But, you know, the, the GDPR it basically, uh, regardless of the size of your business, uh, if you handle any customer's data of citizens living in the EU, you need to pay attention. Um, you know, th- there are some uh, limitations to for small businesses that have less than 250 employees, but 
from everything I've read, you, they can easily make exceptions to that. So uh, it, it, when it comes to liability for problems, so I think it's probably less expensive to comply than try to fight something. Uh, and it's probably definitely worth uh, spending a little time chatting about. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and that, so that, it's, this isn't a good entry point into this. We've, uh, by now, if, if you've got an email account, you've heard about the GDPR, right? Uh, yep. And it... The the attempt to comply, I think, is the it, like you said, is way easier than waiting until someone sues you. Um, although I'm not entirely sure without spending a lot of money on lawyers and even then whether any business here can get, get a firm answer of, yes, like we're totally compliant or I, I mean, I guess you could, but it it it, it would be maybe maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, maybe. It, it would be very ominous to to look at and check every box on that list for gdpr it, and it, yeah. it, it it's like you said it's it's about uh customer data but it, it's not just customer data it's visitor data if you have yeah, a website that's correct right yep. and so if you keep web logs of these people uh that may be considered personally identifiable information, especially if it's related, if somehow you've related it to uh, an email address or something else. Now, you know, if you keep your web logs and, and you just archive them and gzip them and save them in a folder and, and never delete them, well, that might create a scenario for you, which starts to get really interesting and questionable because as part of the GDPR, people, uh, in theory that are in the U EU anyway, are now uh, supposed to be able to come to you and say one of two things. Uh, please tell me and show me all of the information you have on me. Right. And then number two, please delete all delete of the information yeah. you have on me. And, and that gets really difficult. If for example, you know, your, your WordPress installation, lets people sign up. So now when they sign up, you've got an IP address in there and their email. So, okay, this is all personally identifiable, but if your web logs are stored somewhere completely different, have nothing to do with WordPress, but that IP address is there in theory, you could relate that and say that that's part of their information, but it's not going to be, uh, you know, how are you going to, yeah. how are you going to pull all that? How are you going to delete that individually? Like right. it starts to get really it, interesting. It, yeah. It's burdensome. I mean, it's, it's definitely yeah. burdensome. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a big fan of, you know, these kind of rules. But I do understand that, uh, especially in the case of like social media and search and some other things that, uh, you know, there's there's definitely been some pushing of the uh, envelope as far as gathering data and using it for different things. Um, so but from a business standpoint, I think small business owners tend to get uh, swept up in a lot of these things and it, it can be expensive and, and maybe more to your point, uh, difficult to know if, if you are in fact, uh, complying with it. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll put a few links in the, um, uh, show notes, zero.com X E R O. They have a great article. Um, you know, they're an accounting, you know, package. You can do a, a software solution and they, they had some really good points. I thought, uh, about, you know, Basically, any you know what what type of data you're collecting, you need to know why. Do you have a legal reason to collect it? You know, and, and in the case of like the your websites, like 
hey, we're going to put cookies on your you know, browser to do X, Y, and Z, or we're going to sign up for this newsletter to do this, or we're going to store your data to be able to ship you a product or provide you a service. Sure. Um, you know, that kind of thing. And one of the things that uh, really kind of prop my ears up the most is that um, – you know, if, if you're buying or renting lists, you know, like customer, potential customers, leads, um, you know, we did a lot of that with schools where we were looking to connect with IT department heads. Yep. Um, now, you know, according to the GDPRs, they're, they read, you know, the data controller, which would be the person buying it, you're responsible uh, for, you're, or you're included in that uh, brush, if you will, and they sweep you up of the person that you're getting that data from. So you're responsible for the conduct of the processor. So small businesses need to ensure that, you know, any contracts you're signing or data that you're buying or renting, is it comply, does it comply with GDPR if you're doing anything in, you know, with EU customers, for sure. Wow. And I can only imagine that something in the U.S. is going to come along like this, right? I mean, well, don't, don't you- yeah. So, I, I mean, I think... Yeah, you're right. Someone is going to be the poster child, right? And yep. it's going to be something, yeah. I think it's going to be something stupid where it's a website, you know, take Mac Observer, for example. In fact, I part of me would love to, for someone to make TMO the poster child because, uh, because we get a lot of press out of it. Um, but, you know, someone could come to us and say, okay, uh, I am in the EU or I, I am an, I am an attorney representing, you know, a hundred people in the EU that visited your website and A, B, C, and D, you didn't do these four things right, right with the GDPR. So we are suing you for whatever the law, the maximum, the law would allow them to sue us for. Now this starts getting really interesting because we don't have a presence in the EU, right? It's not That's like right. we're a multinational company. That has offices well, everywhere. Well, but, in that we don't have Nexus there. Right? Yes, you don't have Nexus at presence, but, uh, you know, that's where it's really sticky. I mean, your website is easily accessible well, but that's by the folks thing. over there. Right. So. We certainly yep. have customers in the EU. But we have right. readers in the EU, but we also have customers. Like, we take money from people that contribute for our Mac Geek Gab, uh, our premium memberships for the podcast. Oh, yeah. so, so we definitely yeah. have that, but we don't have a presence there in terms of a physical presence. We don't have a corporate infrastructure there. We haven't formed another, you know, a, a European company or anything. We just have the one here in the U S so, it, but they say that we could theoretically be the target of a lawsuit. And this would get very complex because, you know, it's an EU company trying to sue uh, or an EU entity trying to sue a U.S. entity. And, uh, you know, my guess is the Electronic Frontier Foundation. They, they would certainly be the first phone call I would make if I got yeah, that notice. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, do you guys want to be the ones to represent the poster children for this? And my guess is they would say yes. Uh, I, my hope is also they would say yes. But I think there's a reasonable guess that they would uh, they would want to do that. And then it um, and then it gets interesting. Right. So, so I, I think certainly the first time this gets tested is when we will all learn how far we all have to go. Um, you right. know, those of us that are in sort of this this very similar boat. Uh, and I, I think the way to prevent against that or the way to prevent against it really ruining you is to do the obvious things. 
you know, uh, if you run anything like for us, we run WordPress. So if you update to the latest WordPress that came out last week, uh, there are some GDPR things in it, right? So whatever right. you're using, your shopping cart, whatever that is, my guess is that those vendors have updated already. So, but you should check, right? But Just check. to be sure, and, yeah. and even your your marketplace. If you're a big Amazon seller or Absolutely. eBay seller, ask you know what's going on. What are, what are they doing about this to be sure you're in compliance yep. uh, on on that marketplace or using whatever software platform? And they will give you some guidance on that. You know, like when word when the WordPress update came out last week. You know, I logged into our back end after the update happened and there was a big banner up that said, hey, we've added some things to make it easier for you to be GDPR compliant. But, you know, we can only lead you to water. You have to drink. Yeah. Right. And right. And, it, and but they had a guide that they had put together and and our shopping cart also had a guide that they had put together. And so I, I decided, you know, this is as stupid as this is and as ridiculous as it is that somebody in the EU thinks that they can sue me. Maybe they can. And it's probably worth taking an hour out of my day to go and go through all this and check all the boxes. Right. right? Which is what I did. And so we updated our privacy policy to make sure yep. that I think we have what we need in there. And again, I feel like this if there are a first round of attacks on this, uh, you know, my maybe this is wishful thinking, but I don't think it is. Uh Someone who has done absolutely nothing and says, screw it, uh, you can't get me is yeah. in a worse position than those of us that said, I thought we did everything we were supposed to do. Um, yeah, you know, not that I thought I wasn't supposed to speed here or I didn't know the speed limit uh, officer that doesn't get you out of a speeding ticket. Right. But sure. Um, you know, I, I I'm pretty sure we've done all the things we're supposed to do. But I'm also pretty sure we've missed something that we have no idea about. How could you not? I mean, right. I, you know, there's, there's no way. You so you do the obvious this. things. And, and yes. the reason I would say do the obvious things, not only might it protect you, you know, begging the mercy of the court or whatever entity it is that's coming to, you know, swing their mighty hammer at you. But it also makes you less of a target, because if somebody goes to your website and you definitely like us, you have EU customers, you have EU visitors and you don't have a privacy policy. Well, right. guess what? You just became a real easy target because they can say, yeah, you didn't even try, man. Right. You, know, you need to act in, act in good faith. In good and, faith. And there it is. Yeah. 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 And do do what you think you need to be done. It's documented. Say, hey, uh, you know, to your point, we've got a privacy policy up there. It is GD, or, you know, PR uh, uh, compliant. And if you search that term up on Google, you'll see a bunch of uh, the services and templates out there that yeah. you can update your stuff and, and you, you know, you shouldn't have an issue with it. Um, uh, one of the things also that. And I, I really, go I'm going to let you, I'm yeah. going to let you finish, but uh, <laughs> it, in this instance, I think copying one of those templates, if you, if you're not going to like go to an attorney or, or do anything else, I think copying one of those templates as verbatim as makes sense for your business would be right. the smart move. Because if someone is fishing around for an easy pick, if they see that you cop, if, if they see that you're using the language, say for example that WordPress has advised, they're probably going to stay away unless somehow they found that WordPress's language isn't enough, and then they can go after everybody. But uh, it, you know, if they find this common language, they're just going to move on and find an easier target. 
I, I yeah, think. And, yeah. And, yeah, and I agree. And I think uh, I'm a big fan of business templates and stuff online as well. Just be sure, you know, when using them for whatever it is that you do read through them and be sure that you are doing what it says. Uh, you know, you may not need to you know, it, it do some of the things or it may not apply to your industry and you don't want someone pointing that out and says, well, your privacy policy says you do this. And you're like, oh, wow, you know, we don't we don't do any of that kind of stuff. And, right. uh, and, and one of the other things that really stuck out to me uh, about it was, you know, in, in many cases, in a lot of our small businesses, you know, we all use laptops to, to run things and we take all this data with us uh, when you're working on, you know, spreadsheets and this and that and customer lists. And uh, one of the comments that I read in the uh, GDPR was that passwords are not considered a sufficient measure to protect personal data that you've collected. Uh, so in order to comply with it, you have to encrypt it. Uh, so it's got to be encrypted when you're using it, taking it out. So I mean, if, if this is a big part of your business, it's, it's important that you do it the right way. Huh? For sure. I didn't yeah, realize that. that. Was interesting. Huh? Yeah. yeah there's so specific that- wording that says that right there. I was like, wow, that's, that's very, that's fascinating. So one way to, um, to potentially sort of, avoid that would be to encrypt your hard drives, right? You encrypt go. every hard drive encrypt. that yep. you have. And then that way, you know, you don't have to think, Oh, did I encrypt that one file? doesn't matter. Your drive's encrypted. You're good to go. Yeah. 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 On the Mac, could you use file vault? File vault like, too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Yeah. That, that's, huh. that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. So, you know, we'll, we'll put some links. True crypt for windows, right? True crypt. Yeah, that sounds yep. about right. Although yep. I don't know anything about Windows, it does sound like it fits the <laughs> fits the thing. Uh, we'll put a link to the you know the GDPR up on the in the show notes. You can take a look. at It may not be applicable to you, but I, I would suggest that you know now is a good time to look at the way what you're doing and how. Uh, tight or slack your, you know, treatment of that data is, uh, especially if you manage things that's, you know, personal data and addresses and credit card numbers. And, you know, man, if you have to deal with social security numbers or other tax identification information, it's really important that you have a good policy in place and that you have communicated it to all of your employees. So when the stuff does perhaps eventually hit the fan you and and someone comes in starts asking questions every employee can say oh yeah we have a data security meeting every six months and we've talked about x and we do this and this is the person who's in charge that's powerful again it shows good faith that you are doing it versus asking hey who's in charge of your data uh collection and you know stuff in your place and you know, having everybody look at each other like we don't know. Yeah, and that or, doesn't or even any, worse. Everybody says, yeah. oh, our boss told us that was effing stupid. And yeah, exactly. We exactly. It, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't cost you anything to have that discussion and hand out a one pager that says, look, you know, hey, it's our whatever normal meetings that you have or have a special meeting, whatever. And say, hey, get, get this out. This is what happens if you get a call from a customer that says, this and you know this is the response that we make and this is the person and it may be you you know as the business owner you need to alert me 
this way uh, because reporting, especially with the GDPR, is a really big part of it. You only have 72 hours to report a breach of data. Uh, and, you know, we've all heard of these horror stories, these companies that sit on this information for months and months and months and only release it when it's beneficial to them. Uh, yeah. The fact that the, uh, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but, you know, the credit reporting agencies are famous for that. Um, and so, just have that discussion and be ready for it. Cause like I said, I, I think there's some definite stuff coming down the pike in the U S that'll, that'll be very similar to this. So. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. And of course, it, it, while you're doing this and, and if, if it does wind up costing you a little bit of certainly time, uh, you can look at the credit reporting agencies and Facebook and Google as the reasons that and, and others, I don't just mean to call them out, but they are certainly in the in the list of companies Top three <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah. created that that were so egregiously violating a a moral ethical standard of care with people's data that the this is why the GDPR was created. It was like, OK, fine. You know what? We're just going to codify this and we do need to codify this. I mean, we're it, it, it's it's right. important. I don't think the GDPR is the last that we will see of this. I think no. other countries will implement similar things. I, I mean, I, I think the GDPR is actually pretty um, overreaching in terms of what what you might get out of the U.S. government. But I I do think there sure, will be agree. some things. Right. Y you know, we. um it's easy for us to look at this and say, oh, we don't need this kind of regulation. We don't need this. Um, by and large, you know, the Internet is still the Wild West. Right. And I, I think we can all agree, although we might disagree on the specifics. I think we can all agree that it's good that not only do we have highways and I'm talking for our cars, but that we have accepted speed limits and rules of the road and we all stop when we get to stoplights and like those things really help us have lots more cars on the road it's very we didn't need stop signs and speed limits when there was one car right right <laughs> you know yeah. but we do now and and i again i like we can we could dicker over the particulars but but having those accepted rules and practices in place so that when you see that person over there driving a car, you can reasonably expect them to follow the rules that you both, in theory, know. And and that's kind of what's happening here is we're, yeah. we're starting to put some structure into this. Some standards, some right? Some standards, yeah. And it is yeah. happening after the fact. But that's it's not going to it's not going to be after the fact when we look back. 30 years from now, right? Or 50 years from now. It just feels like it's after the fact right now. These are things yes. that like taking care of people's data is, is, is an obvious thing to do. It just right. feels cumbersome because we haven't had to codify how we do that. Like we all say, Oh yeah, I don't want to share my customer's information. That's their information. Well, okay. We all sort of agree to that. Well, some of us do, but you know, <laughs> yes. like, but not everybody does, and some people have abused that. It's like, okay, well, we all were driving forty on this road, and that's fine. Yeah, maybe we should have been going thirty-five. But that guy that keeps coming through here, going eighty, he's the reason that we have to put up speed limit signs and speed bumps, right? right. And so here we are. You know, that's I, yeah, and I, and I think, I think that's that the, that's the the closest analogy I can get to it. So. No, I, I would agree, and and I think that. You know, generally speaking, uh, 
it, this is not something to be overly worried about, but it is something to be prepared for. And it's going to, to inevitably, you're going to have some customer ask you about how do you store my data? What happens? So if you, if you're prepared for that, it's just going to help your business and it will be better business. And, and in actuality, it can be one more, uh, piece of, uh, trust that you market to your customers and say, look, we are compliant with this. Uh, all your data is encrypted versus the guy down the street that is not paying any attention to this and doesn't really care about store where your stuff is stored and what you know, what's going on. So, yeah. you know, you can kind of spin it in a positive light to, uh, to help build trust with your, with your customers. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So it's cool. A, it's a little bit of a pain in the neck, but it's worth it. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'd love to hear if it's impacting you, whether you're in the U S or, you know, the EU, uh, UK is going to implement this, all the same stuff before Brexit. And, uh, so it right. would be interesting to hear any of those stories. Um, again, feedback at business show.co or, businessshow.co slash Facebook. Come talk to us in the small business support group. There's about 400 other business owners in there that would like to hear from you. Absolutely. Fun cool. stuff, man. Yeah. It's yeah. been, uh, it, you know, they, this is one of the, and, and this is a, there's a cautionary tale here, or at least a, a heads up. We've known about GDPR for two years. And, and yet, <laughs> it's right. the last two weeks where all of us, I, myself included, I, mean, I can't speak for everybody, yeah. but it certainly seems like I'm not alone, where I just was like, ah, whatever, it's what they're doing over there. It's probably not even yep. going to happen anyway. And suddenly it's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. This is actually, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we got to, maybe we should look at this. Maybe we should think about it. <laughs> so the next time this th- kind of thing starts to percolate, you know, like we could have all, we could have had this show this episode a year ago and yep. given you all the same information that we gave you just now, <laughs> but That's we right. could not have, cause I had no idea about it and I don't think you did either. <laughs> no, no, no. Just all this stuff brought us to our attention. I was like, Oh, we need to talk about this. Yeah. So. We need to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. So well, take it easy, everybody. Thanks folks. Yeah. Have a, uh, have an excellent, uh, week and, uh, and we'll talk to you next week and man, you know, make sure you keep living that charmed life. Got it. Businessshow.co. See us there.